This is Love Marriage Again with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to embrace their marriage and feel completely in love with their husbands again. If you are a wife looking to create a happier marriage by transforming yourself, you've come to the right place. Here you will be inspired to fully accept your husband, be in control of your own happiness, and create a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan. I am back with you. Thanks for joining me for another podcast episode. How are you? It is absolutely gorgeous weather here where I live, and I've had the (laughs) unexpected privilege. I think I might have talked about this last week of my son being home. His class is still on quarantine. And so we've been spending a lot of time outside, enjoying the sunshine, sitting on blankets while he eats pizza and all of those fun things. I am still in a lovely dance with allergies. So you may hear me sniffle. You may hear me sound extra nasally today. But I'm here with you nonetheless, and I'm super grateful for a microphone that works. So funny story. I am an instructor in my business coaches program, which has like thousands of people in it. And I was leading a coaching call and I opened the call. I have like this little mini monologue prepared of just coaching I want to give everybody and how I want to invite them to show up to our coaching call. And then I called the first person up to be coached by me. And (laughs) he's like, yeah, we couldn't hear you. We couldn't hear anything that you were saying. (laughs) So the microphone I was using had lost its battery power. I wasn't aware. I had no idea. And so I'm just going on with life, thinking everything's okay, only to have this experience of like, no, it wasn't working. It wasn't working. And I thought that was kind of a relevant story to what we're going to talk about today, which is when your spouse shuts down. And you know, you may be going along in your marriage and just feel a little blindsided by maybe the way your spouse is responding to you right now. And maybe you've been thinking about like, what is going on? Like, I'm not happy. He's not happy. But I'm trying. He's not like, what is going on here? Isn't this a marriage between the two of us? Aren't we both supposed to be committed to making it the best that it can be? And so today I want to talk about that. I want to talk about what you may be going through. I want to talk about what may be happening. And I want to give you some tips and tools to move yourself forward in a positive direction. So the first thing I want to do is really just ground us in what it even looks like when a spouse shuts down. And because most of my listeners are women married to men, I'm going to 
just use the language husband as the spouse (laughs) that is shutting down. And I'm going to talk about this from just research and, you know, other experts that I've studied under in terms of like what happens for men. So shutting down in a marriage looks like a lot of different things. It looks like withdrawing where the other person is sort of just keeping to themselves. They are not necessarily initiating activity with you. Like they're not saying, hey, do you want to come watch TV with me? Or, hey, do you want to go out to dinner? Or, hey, come chat about, you know, your day. They are really sort of like isolating themselves where maybe they're distracting themselves with being on Facebook all the time or being on social media, watching Netflix being outside of the house, working a lot, maybe being on phone calls with other people, other friends or family members, but they're just not like there with you all the way. You may be physically in the house, (laughs) but they are not like leaning in and reaching to connect with you, right? It also looks like really a little bit of apathy where it's just sort of like, this is where we are in our relationship and that's it, right? Like it is what it is kind of mentality where maybe they're not very interested in doing much to make it better from your perspective, right? Maybe you've suggested you talk to someone Maybe you've suggested you go to a retreat or you listen to a podcast or you watch one of my masterclasses. Maybe you've done these things and it's just met with like resistance or a hesitancy or a bit of doubt where they're just sort of like apathetic and they don't necessarily believe in or see the value in exerting much more effort to turn things around. Maybe in your marriage, this looks like a lot of defensiveness of just, hey, can we do this? And you're met with like, well, I don't need to do that, (laughs) right? Where it's just a lot of feeling attacked, right? And so when someone is feeling attacked, they're very defensive, their guards are up, They are sort of building a wall and keeping away, right? So this is hard. Can we just start there? This is a difficult experience to have in a marriage. It's a difficult experience to have in any relationship, but for sure in your marriage, because We all come to marriage wanting it to be that safe, sacred, amazing, uplifting, supportive, have your back always, be a team always type of mentality. That's what we've been sold. (laughs) That's what we bought. That's what we walked down the aisle to create. And so I want to just connect first with your experience and how awful it must feel. And 
I have had periods in my own marriage where it's felt like that, where it's felt like my husband had shut down and I was beside myself, right? Even being a marriage coach, knowing all the things to do, feeling a little bit stuck where it was like, well, I'm trying here and why is what I'm doing not working? Or why is the suggestions that I'm offering, why are you not interested in them? Like it is a very lonely, it is a very confusing, it is a very frustrating at times place to be. So I want to give you a little bit of insight into what may be going on and what may be happening. A lot of times when I have clients that are in this space, what ends up happening is they spend a lot of time blaming and pointing the finger at all the things their husband is doing wrong. Like, well, he's the one that's doing this. He's the one that's doing that. And it's like, yes, that may be true. Like, let's not condone unhealthy behavior or, you know, a dynamic that doesn't support a healthy marriage, but also let's understand it. And the analogy that I often give is when you think about children, right? Think about small children who are acting out like everything was great and they were fine. And then all of a sudden they start withdrawing or they start having temper tantrums or they start, you know, just misbehaving in so many different ways. It's because something is going on inside, right? Like maybe something happened and that created an internal shift inside of them. And as parents, I think we have a lot of tolerance. I think we have a lot of compassion and we want to understand what's going on. We have just like this protective position towards our children where we really do genuinely want to help them and understand what's going on for them. I think when it comes to our spouses, because we're dealing with another adult, we just automatically go to the place where like, well, you just have to get yourself together. Like, this is no way to be whatever it is, get over it kind of mentality, or let's talk about it. Let's work through it. Let's get going. Right. And not everybody responds that way. And I think when we can dip into that curiosity, that recognition that, okay, something's going on with him for him to be responding to me that way, then we get out of the anger that comes from blaming someone and we can dip into compassion that comes from really, really trying to understand someone. Whenever you are in compassion, you have the greater ability to create a heart-to-heart connection, to create intimacy, to create safety, to create all of the things that you actually want to be a part of your marriage. So some reasons why it happens, this shutting down, is a breach of trust, right? So this looks like a lot of different things in marriage. In some marriages, it may be you were unfaithful, right? I've had clients that that is what's happened, right? And no judgment, right? But recognizing the impact of that, when trust has been violated, people respond a lot of different ways. Other ways trust can be breached or violated is just 
not being honest, right? Like maybe related to finances or maybe related to, I don't even know. There's so many little small details we can omit or little small details we cover up. So you can just look for yourself inside your own life, inside your own marriage. Is there any way that I've violated trust in some way? This can also happen when there's just like a mismatch of expectations, right? It's sort of We all know the experience of depending on someone to show up a certain way or to operate in a particular way. And when they don't, we feel let down. We feel like we can't depend on them. And so our trust in them, our willingness to rely on them is impacted. So are there ways that maybe you've missed the mark in terms of what your husband might have expected in this relationship with you? Maybe I know for me, I can say, yes, there were times that I think when my husband and I first started dating, (laughs) he had this impression of me uh, as being this just really like so well put together, so organized, which I was like, (laughs) I was. And then we had children and my level of organization while building a business just fell through the cracks a little bit when I was just trying to keep my head above water. And so I know that some of the the things he saw in me and really admired and valued went by the wayside in certain seasons of our marriage as I was growing, evolving, you know, uncovering my own identity, reshifting my identity, creating a whole new career for myself, et cetera, et cetera. So again, there's nothing wrong with that. Just being aware of it gives you information to have a better lens of understanding what might be going on with him. Another thing that may be happening is just fear, right? I talked about when you notice he's not really doing anything to try to make it better. Maybe you've recommended getting coaching and maybe you even want to work with me and he's just not for it. And I want to offer you that when people are resistant to getting help for a problem, especially in marriage, it is 99.9% of the time because of a fear of failure, because they are afraid of trying, of believing and hoping and putting in the work and not getting the return. It has much less to do with how much he cares about you. It has much less to do with how much he cares about the marriage and much more to do with just a fear of it not working. Other reasons he may be shutting down is just a lack of emotional safety. This is something that I know when it comes to thinking about our husbands, we don't typically think of them as being very emotional beings to the way that, you know, typically in society, we as women are. And he has emotions though, right? I coach a lot of men and they have the same emotions. And with that, they have the same emotional needs that we do. They want to feel accepted. 
They want to feel appreciated. They want to feel admired. They want to feel valued in all of the ways that we do. They want to feel safe to just be themselves. They want to be able to have a conversation and not feel judged and not feel criticized. And so lack of emotional safety comes when maybe he was vulnerable with you in a way and it didn't go well for him, right? Again, not blaming you, but just his experience of it didn't sit well. Or maybe he's been expressing some needs and desires to you and they haven't gone recognized, right? They've gone ignored. They haven't been addressed. He feels like you don't understand it. He feels like maybe you aren't doing anything to respond to him. Now, again, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know I actually have an episode on emotional responsiveness versus emotional responsibility, right? There is a difference between just being responsive to how someone's feeling versus taking it on as your full responsibility, okay? So in a marriage, my philosophy is everyone is ultimately responsible for their own emotional needs, but we want to be responsive to those needs together, right? He may also be feeling inadequate, right? If you are a perfectionist like me, (laughs) you're in good company and you have high expectations or you really like things done a certain way, you may have given off the vibe or directly said things that he's perceived as critical. And over time, what happens is people began to feel like, well, I just can't get it right. I'm just not going to try anymore because everything I do is wrong. Everything I do misses the mark. So let me just stay over here in my lane, not bothering anybody, not trying to do much because that's the safe place for me. This happens and men feel emasculated, right? Not to be very sort of gender stereotypical, but there is a lot of data on this. And I think more important than the data about other people is the data about your own spouse and what might be his experience. Doesn't mean that you have to agree with it. Doesn't mean that you have to endorse it. But really all I'm doing in sharing these ideas here is to help you understand it right? And I think in marriage, it's so important that we just understand the experience that someone else is having without judging it, without attaching labels on it, without attaching blame or shame or anything like that. It's just, we're doing literally like an investigation here, like what could be going on, right? So I hope you will receive it in that spirit. Here's what I also want to offer you. I want to give you three things to keep in mind with this dynamic right? The first is that it's not permanent. That's good news. It's not permanent. And I know when you're in the middle of it, it might really feel like, no, but it's been three, four, five years of being in sort of the stalemate with each other, but it's not permanent. It's not, right? Like, here's what I want you to know, that your husband chose you and committed his life to you 
And if he is still living in the home, still showing up, not actively filing for divorce, this moment that you are going through or these years that you have been going through are not permanent. It's not the end of the story. There is still more life to live together, more marriage to have together where things get better. The other thing I want you to keep in mind is that you can have a positive influence even though it may not seem that way, right? Even though it's like, well, he's really stubborn or he's really stuck being this way. I don't see him budging. You can, you can have positive influence. I promise you, I am living proof. My clients are living proof. And what I'll just say here is that consistency is key, which is hard. It's hard to be consistent. It's hard to be nice and loving and welcoming and keep reaching out to someone when you are feeling rejected. And there's work that you need to do in order to really manifest that positive influence in order to really be consistent. I'm going to share with you what that is in just a second. But the third thing I want you to know to keep in mind is he still wants to be connected, right? I will shout from the rooftops for as long as I need to that you both want the same thing. You both want the same thing. I just want you to like, Hear that and allow that to soak into your brain, your spirit, your soul. You both want the same thing. You got married because you both want the same thing. He still wants to be connected. He still wants to feel great being with you. He wants to feel like a team. He wants to feel like lovers and not like roommates. He wants to feel so in love with you. He does. I've never spoken to him, but he does. He wants the same thing that you do and he wants to be connected. So what is your work? Your work during this phase, and I am going to call it a phase because it is not permanent, is to do the work to become incredibly self-aware. When you are self-aware, when you are aware of your impact, when you are aware of what you're thinking and how you are showing up, you have the opportunity to begin to take responsibility and to show up differently. But when you are unaware, you just go about life, you go about your marriage blindly doing the things that you do without recognizing and having an understanding of how you may be inadvertently contributing to the thing that you don't want. I'm a big proponent of taking responsibility, but not from a place of shaming yourself. And I know sometimes when you look back on things, you can get into this regret cycle and just feel like you're this awful person. You're never going to learn. You're never going to get better. But that's not where we want to land with any of this. Where we want to stay is, okay, I see it. I see how he could be feeling this way. I see how this is his experience. I see how I could have contributed to that. And here's what I'm going to do differently moving forward. That's the place where you want to live. 
The other piece of your work that is so incredibly important is loving yourself well, taking good care of yourself, both physically, emotionally, and spiritually. This is a difficult time when you're wanting to connect with someone that you feel has shut down and you're likely hurt. You're likely feeling alone. And so you want to do your own work, loving yourself and healing the pain that you're experiencing in this marriage as well. You also want to hold the space for him to open up and to have a transformation. That was the last podcast episode that I did. So if you haven't listened to that, I highly encourage you to do so. And then the last thing is to remain focused on the outcome you want the most. Your brain will deliver a lot of evidence that things may not get better, but I want you to remain diligent and committed to focusing on what you want the most and to show up in your marriage in a way that aligns with what you want the most. So if he's withdrawing and you're feeling rejected, you want to work through that rejection and keep in mind, but what I want the most is to be connected. What I want the most is to enjoy each other again. What I want the most is for us to spend time together. So I'm going to keep focused on that. And then I'm going to show up in alignment with that. I'm going to show up believing that and acting as if that is what's happening. Okay. So I hope this has been helpful for you. This may be one of those podcast episodes that you listen to again and again. I encourage you, especially when it comes to really investigating what might be going on to look at each of those points that I shared and just find it, find it in your own marriage, because that understanding and that insight will be so helpful in just toning down how hard this moment in your marriage can be. So thank you for being here. I love you so much. I am really rooting for you, praying for you and holding the space for you to have a marriage that you love, a marriage that your husband loves, and a marriage that you both are very proud of. Bye for now. Now, if you loved this episode, you will want to download a free resource I created called 13 Beliefs to Hold On To When Marriage Gets Tough. Download it at bit.ly forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. And of course, I will be back with you next week. Until then, commit to loving your marriage again.